OPBC Online, a ministry of Old Pass Baptist Church in Northfield, Minnesota. And we are coming to you live here today. This is Wednesday at 2.07 p.m. And I hope you're uh, hearing me loud and clear here. There's nine likes on here. There's 35 people. Give it the thumbs up, people. There's 35 of you running around here. Let's get this little algorithm pushed here. A little bit more here. Uh, we are streaming live on Rumble. We are streaming live on sermonaudio.com slash Pastor Cooley. We are live there. And uh, there's uh, about four people on there. Uh, and there are 35 people there. And uh, we are going to talk about some interesting things here today. That's for sure. We are going to talk about Rome. We are going to talk about the Jesuits. We are going to talk about the LGBTQ Marxist Illuminati history of Rome. And I'm going to be quoting to you from a couple different resources, one of them being in particular Vatican Assassins, which you can order. Uh, if you go to Vat- VaticanAssassins.org, don't get the free one. Just buy one. Uh, don't rip the man off. He's not rich. Uh, no, him and I don't agree on everything. But uh, I respect the man for a lot of good things that he's done. And, uh, you know, he's like, in my mind, he's like a Peter Ruckman or somebody like that. I don't agree with Peter Ruckman on a ton of things. On the Bible issue, I agree with him. But I don't agree with him on a lot of other things. Uh, You know, the Bible text issue, I agree with him. Uh, David Cloud, he's another man I, I appreciate very much. I don't agree with David Cloud on everything. But... I agree with David Cloud on a lot of things. I believe I'm going to see him in heaven one day. I believe I'm going to see Eric John Phelps in heaven one day. Uh, and and probably Ruckman too. You know, he might have been wrong on some things. I He was wrong about dispensational salvation, I believe. I don't, I don't get the whole thing, how he thought some people in the Old Testament were saved by works and faith and all that kind of stuff. Uh, he had a different dispensational prophecy problem in my in my opinion but i don't believe i as much as i know i i don't believe that he misunderstood the gospel for this age and this time uh but again i i don't i don't know uh i don't the only one i know about is me i know i know the lord and i follow him as best i can and i you know and that's it but i've used i've used uh many materials along the way of men that I I don't agree with. I have a library full of Puritan works, and I don't agree with everything they say. I've got Calvinists. I've got Armenians. I've got uh, independents and dissenters and Baptists that I don't agree with and all kinds of other people that I've not agreed with. I've learned from them. And when they are wrong, I've said it. I believe Peter Ruckman was a hyper-dispensationalist. I disagree with his theology in a number of ways. But I'll tell you something right now. I agree with his position on the text issue. I don't care who gets mad at me. You can all... All hate me, get mad at me, or whatever else. You ain't moving me by the grace of Almighty God from that book and its authority. And you're not gonna, you're not gonna get me to relegate that book to some second class citizenship, uh, to to Greek or Hebrew or anything else. So anyway, but I, but but again, uh, that's not for me to decide. That's gonna be decided. That's decided by the Lord, not me, about these other these other men. But I've learned from many of them. And the older I get, the more I've learned from men that I disagree with. And I, I don't, um, you know, I know this, that despite our error, uh, we're not saved by what we know. We're saved by who we know. As a matter of fact, we're saved by who knows us, and that's Jesus Christ. 
that Jesus died on the cross for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he rose again from the dead, that in him you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. We are saved by grace through faith. We're not saved at how perfect we are because none of us are perfect uh, or, how much, or how much perfect understanding we have. I believe some of those men were severely erred, and, uh, but they have to stand before God and answer for those errors. I don't have to answer for their errors. I only show you what the truth is. So anyway, um, but, but I have used many resources over the years to help people to learn the truth. And, uh, and some of those resources I use today, Vatican assassins being one of them. Uh, I'm going to use, uh, some quotes from some Baptist history today. And also we're going to look at, uh, what is, um, what is transpiring in the, in Rome. You know, Rome is an ever-changing uh, Babylon. Not really changing in that sense. She hides herself. Roman Catholicism, through its different orders, has hid itself in the Jesuit, with the Jesuit order in the Masonic order. You know, people talk about the hidden hand of Freemasonry. Well, if you want me to tell you what I really believe, I, I, believe, I, I believe the hidden hand of Freemasonry is, is the Jesuit order. Because the Jesuit order hides itself in each one of those. In each one of those things, they are the hidden hand. You always see the front men that go down first. Listen, I know about street life, thug life, gang life. I never was in a gang, no. I never was a part of the Bloods or the Crips or any of those others. But I do understand drug dealing. You know? Um... I do understand drug dealing. Quit telling people to open up their free Vatican assassins. Knock it off. Hey, you know what? If everybody did everything for free, then nobody would be nobody would be able to survive, would they? Hey, if no one Carl, if no one charged uh to hear you sing, you wouldn't get a paycheck. Right? If if no one charged to hear hear you sing or do anything, then nobody would pay you. Because how could you get paid? Think about that. How how would you get paid? Right? You wouldn't. You wouldn't get paid. Somebody has to pay for something along the way, right? Anyway. Um, but. But. Anyway, the, the point is, and, and I'm not, people have sent me books and all kinds. Of, I, I get it, okay? But what I'm saying is, is that you think about that, though. That man worked 25 years to write that book. And to research that. You know what I mean? You think about that. Somebody worked their their tail off to put that together. Right. The city pays you because of taxpayers that they charge for taxes. Right? 
the city pays you out of the funds that are taken from citizens. See how it works? Anyway, whatever. So my point is I'm not to, I'm not talking about supporting the government. I'm talking about supporting you know people that that work their their tails off to do something. You know? And I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm not I'm not making any money. I'm not getting paid for to tell you that or to say that. I'm not getting I I bought I when I recommend books, I don't have a bookstore. I'm not getting a dime for it. But you know, it's just I do appreciate the work people put into things though. Now, that's a lot of work. Anyway, so uh and some things are past copyrights and people are dead and it doesn't matter anymore from that standpoint. But when people are still alive and kicking and running around, you know, I mean can help them out. So anyway, that's whatever. I don't get paid anything. I don't I should start a bookstore. Maybe I would. I could sell books like all these other guys do. Anyway, but uh so so far, here we go. Just to give you an update before I get started in Roman Catholicism and the and the Rome's Jesuit LGBTQ and Marxist issues, I, I wanted to say to you that um Carl and Mary would like me to uh, hold a wedding ceremony for them. We did it online. But now we'll do it in person. So at Niagara Falls in Canada. Well, now, after that, I got a message from Teresa. Daryl and Teresa, and they want to spend a couple days in Canada. And they want me to do their renew their wedding vows at Niagara Falls. So now I got two of them there. And I'm going to be preaching to Pastor Jeffrey's church on. Sunday morning, Sunday night, whatever their schedule is. Um, and Wednesday. So I'll be at that church. Probably I'm thinking that I will probably get in Saturday sometime. And spend some time Saturday there. Sunday, I will preach all day. Enjoy the fellowship of the saints there. Monday, we'll go street preaching. Um, Tuesday, we'll be sightseeing and running around. Wednesday, I'll be preaching in the church. Thursday, we will head off to Niagara Falls. So far, Thursday, we'll head off to Niagara Falls. Okay. And um 
so on. So we'll figure it out from there. So, I'm going to be busy. Busy time. Then I'm going to take my family and I think I'm going to go back into New York after that week we're there in Canada and take another week or so and travel from New York and go straight across and do some Baptist history and some sightseeing, some old Revolutionary War, early America sightseeing stuff with the family and then head home from there. So I'll be gone, I don't know, two weeks, two and a half weeks, something like that. So, anyway, we'll see what happens. You pray for us about that. Now, but, at, by the way, we are going to be working on documentaries. While I'm there, I'll be recording. Uh, Andrew will be uh, recording for me, um, which I haven't announced yet, which I am now. I'm going to try to get Andrew there uh, to record for me. Uh, the uh, the history of uh, liberty from America and our preaching in America to our preaching in uh, Canada, street preaching and what it's like there. And we want to put together a documentary on that. So we are going to try to See if I can get Andrew to skate away and get there um, and record that. And also, not only that, but uh, interview Pastor Jeffrey and being a, a Jewish man and being saved by the grace of God and being called to preach and everything else like that. Okay? So, I'm going to go out there and preach. And out on the streets, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of show what happens there. We're gonna show what's going on there. So and yeah, I know it was Carl. My mouth my mouth got away from me when I was thinking I was thinking through it in my mind, and then I was like, oh well. But I haven't said anything about the other part yet. So we'll just leave that alone. Okay, Carl? Don't mention that at all. But we got the first part down. That's good enough. We won't get to the second part of that, all right? <laughs> oh, that's what happens when, you, when you're thinking out loud sometimes. Um, but anyway, it's okay, though. But we're going to have him record that there for us, Lord willing. I'm going to have him fly in there, record that. Among some other things that I will not mention at the time. Uh, I'll leave that that to later. Okay. Um and after that, uh, we have that going on. We have uh Baptist history going on. All those things. Okay? So Okay, so lots of stuff that we're going to work on. Now, let me give you another update here. This Saturday, I'll be working with Brother Andrew on starting this documentary, on work on this documentary on the Colosseum. 
Now you pray for us. Because this is going to be very interesting. This is going to be an actual documentary, not a sermon or a PowerPoint, but an actual documentary with a theme that I'm not going to kind of release yet, but but uh, we're going to be working on that this weekend, okay? And so you pray for us about that. As we as we kind of uh, march through all this, lots of good stuff. But I want to get going on that right away. So we're getting started Saturday on this, and uh, we got a lot of cool stuff. It's going to be very interesting. You are going to like it. We'll release it. In, uh, our church will watch it first when it's finished on a Sunday afternoon. And if you tune into Sunday afternoon service, Sunday afternoon preaching, then you'll get to watch it too. Okay? But if you don't, then you'll have to wait for the premiere. I will premiere this one on YouTube and on, and put it on Rumble and put it on uh, Sermon Audio. Anyway, so pray for us about working through all of those things, okay? I got a lot to do. Passports to get, things to prepare for. Oh, Meanwhile, this whole winter, working on the Coliseum, working on the Vatican, working on all these other documentaries to release, produce, all that good stuff. New Grange, okay? So anyway, pray for us about that, okay? Lots of good stuff. We're going to be working because I want to produce this stuff so you can see what we're doing, why we gathered all this, the purpose of it, and, um, you know, the blessings of the Lord upon it. I want you to see that. Okay? I want you to see all that and see the blessings of the Lord and the giving that you did and the the blessings that you were and the giving that Old Paz Baptist Church did and all those things and to see the the blessing. And on my way back, by the way, I'm still going to I'm going to be on vacation with my family through America here, but I'm also going to be working also. I'm going to be recording some things for Baptist history in America. Get that back and bring that back. Not to mention the Catholics. So I got a lot, a lot we do as a church. And I got something else for you. It's going to be an exciting winter. Are you ready? Brother Paul and his family are working on our geocentricity curriculum. We are working on that right now. Their family is. We are going to have some G for smaller, like preschool and kindergarten and early primers. Uh, we are going to have uh, a series of co- of ba- of uh, geocentricity coloring books that will illustrate teaching and lessons. Okay. Um. So uh we we 
We're going to be releasing that. Then they're going to be releasing also in the future. And those will be in different sections, like on, on Joshua's long day, on um, Hezekiah, uh, Hezekiah uh, when time went back on his day, uh, on those other things, and also a curriculum for older homeschool children to replace the lies that are being taught. And this, this content will be downloadable. Old Pass Baptist Church members will have it in print form. You'll be able to order it in print form as well. Uh, and we'll ask you for a donation because, again, nothing's free, man. Everything costs us big time. We're trying to pray. We got we to gotta buy a new printer. We're not making any money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've never sold anything. We give everything away. And uh, live by donation, amen. which is fine. I'm not complaining. Okay, which brings me to another thing that I have to mention. Okay. Um, here's another thing that that I gotta I gotta kind of mention, uh, Brother Andrew. If you've noticed, Brother Andrew, you've never seen his equipment. Carl has, but Brother Andrew has state of the art equipment. Uh. Not state-of-the-art, like, movie, expensive, we don't have that kind of money, millionaire stuff. But but he has uh, good equipment, okay? That's decent equipment to record with and to make documentaries and to make videos and to do good stuff, okay? Good quality equipment, okay? At first, he bought a camera that he thought was going to work, but it didn't. So he bought another one out of his own pocket from his own giving, okay? And that one was really expensive. Um, so the one, meanwhile, during all this, after our European trip, my camera at the meeting house that you all stream and see the, the services from, the, the preaching from, crashed and we had to get rid of it so andrew gave us the one computer he let us use the one or the one um computer he let us use the or not the computer excuse me the one camera he let us use the one camera that was the the cheaper one uh for the ministry there but the only reason I have a camera in there, basically, is for all of you online to watch the sermons live. That's the main reason, because otherwise I could use anything. But I don't know if you've noticed the good quality of the cameras. The camera has gotten better in the last couple months. The reason why it's gotten better is because we upped the camera. Okay, so this the picture is way better. It's not yellow anymore. It was like yellow, and it just didn't look that great, right? So we changed it, and made it better with this camera. However, the camera costs like a thousand bucks. And Andrew had already spent like 3000 on the 
the nice camera that we use on the streets to roll street preaching, the ones we'll take to Canada, the ones we take to, the one we took to Europe, that was like, I don't know, like 3,000 bucks probably or something. I don't know. It was a lot of money. So what I'm asking is if you would be so inclined to give towards that camera for the meeting house that's used for preaching, uh, for the preaching service so you can watch live. Uh, and when this, when the preaching service comes, so it's a thousand dollars is what it cost. And I'd like to give him that money for that camera. Okay. Uh, because he can't afford, he's, he's got a, a family full of children. He doesn't have a thousand dollars laying around, uh, to do that. And he didn't ask me to do it either. Um, but Andrew gives a lot of time. His family gives a lot of time, a lot of, a lot of things. By the way, Luke bought me this camera for the studio here. I'll tell you that probably, but he did. He bought me this camera for the studio here. This is why you have a nice camera coming in here, okay? So they invest a lot of money in video equipment and everything else. But he can't afford that. You know, that extra, on top of what he already invested in the ministry to buy all that nice equipment that we traveled around with, okay, that we're using. And you're going to see use more, okay? So if you can, and uh, if the Lord so lays it on your heart, would you pray about uh, giving towards that? So we could just, so I could just give him the money to pay off the camera and or to pay for the camera so, you know, he doesn't have to incur that expense. And we'll use it for a long time there at the meeting house. It streams good. The sermons come in great. Uh, it's way better. So anyway, if you want to give towards that, market is for that, say for the camera. And you can click on, you can go to PayPal. Uh, salvationpreacher at gmail.com is our PayPal address. You can go to Venmo or Apple Pay. You can go to our oldpassbaptistchurch.org website, click on there, click on one of these, and you can give towards that, or you can go to PayPal directly, okay? Um, or if you'd like, uh, you can mail us something. Uh, the address is here. It is 1030 South Highway 3, Northfield, Minnesota, 55057. Just mark it for the equipment, uh, for the for the camera equipment, okay? The thousand dollar, a little over a thousand dollars. What it is? It might be eleven hundred. I can't remember what he, something like. That. Um, and by the way, that mark it because everything else that comes in, we need it for ministry anyway. Okay, we need it for our bills, my bills, things that go up, uh, all kinds of things like. That. Lord provides, though. Amen. Uh, eventually, I'll have to figure out how much, and that's next month, I'll have to figure out how much all these passports are going to cost me. I may need uh, some help with that uh, to do that. Uh, Pastor Jeffrey is going to take care of my family when when we are there to give us a place to stay while we're there, so I appreciate that. But there's a lot of expenses on the road. There's fuel. There's there's going to these different sites and doing different things and all kinds of stuff like that. So anyway. Uh, but anyway, pray about that. If the Lord would have you give towards that, 
Uh, specifically, write that down. Uh, right? Anyway, let's get started here. I, I thought I'd mention that to you and pray about that. And if you can't give, pray that God would uh, use somebody else. We always have needs. I always have things. Always bills to pay and all kinds of other things. And always expenses going up and boy, every, nothing's getting cheaper, I'll tell you. Uh, but uh, you know that as well as I do. Inflation has went here and income has not went anywhere. So anyway. All right, let's get started here. We are going to talk. We talked about, by the way, last time we talked about why I reject the charismatic NAR email preachers and false apostles. We probably will pick that back up again on Friday. Okay? Friday. But for now, let's get into this. Now, the Vatican always has a secret doctrine, a mystery doctrine, and they have an open doctrine. Their secret doctrine is really becoming open in that sense. But the Vatican has always been a cesspool of hell. Lest you think this is a new thing, the Vatican says transsexuals and homoaffective persons can be baptized and serve as godparents. I want to show you a few quotes here. Okay? Now, these quotes are taken from Baptist history. Uh, Robin, I believe it's Robinson's Baptist history. Or no, Orchard's, excuse me, Orchard's Baptist history. Otto, Bishop of Vercelli, complained of these people in 946 as other clergy had done before. But from this period until the 13th century, Baptists continued to increase and multiply. Well, why did the Baptists increase and multiply? Why did they do that? The wickedness of the clergy and the Catholic Church considerably aided the cause of dissent. There was no legal power in Italy in those times to put dissenters to death. This kingdom, therefore, would be very naturally become a retreat to those who suffered in other provinces on account of religion. The clergy were not only ignorant, but they were adulterers and sodomites. The clergy, the pastors, the, or the priests of Rome, they were sodomites and adulterers. That's what they were. And so avaricious, avaricious as to sell any sacred thing for money. Their illegitimate children were provided for out of the revenues of the church, but they could not be supported without proving their connection and membership, which was established only by baptism. This urgency pushed forward baptism from minors to infants. These dissenting Baptists were the only class in the kingdom not given up to corruption of the times. Luxury, covetousness, and adultery universally prevailed among the Catholic clergy. Prelates ha habited in, personal, in purple robes and gold and converted nunneries into stews, whorehouses, and parks and mansions were 
had for Seragilios. They're wicked. Presbyter, they were awfully wicked in Italy. Cures and uh, tinctures were provided for their, uh, sinecures were provided for their children. Presbyters were common at 12 years of age and boys were bishops. We've seen that solicitude on the part of the parents for the welfare of their offspring with the Alexandrian school first led to youth baptism. Infant pollution was understood to be removed by water baptism and the ordinance was the only means of saving the soul from purgatory. The importance now attached to baptism required the priest to attend every woman in labor. But the plan was further matured by inventing various instruments and different distilled waters for the fetus in utero. Abortives and dead bodies, abortives and dead bodies receive the sanctified liquid, all which evils have the same authority for their existence as pedo-baptism and shame from the scattered rays of truth will abolish the one as it is the other. To detail faithfully the conduct of the clergyman and the progress of infant baptism would present the filthiest account ever issued from the press. They were so vile so filthy that you couldn't even talk about it. It couldn't even be discussed because they were filthy perverts. They perverted even childbirth. What they did. What a weirdo. I hate spam accounts on. Anyway. This is these are the these are the why the Baptists long since dissented from them. They had nothing to do with Rome. They had nothing to do with their wickedness. They had nothing to do with their vileness. So the Vatican now openly says transsexuals and homoaffective persons can be baptized and serve as godparents. The Vatican's doctrinal office declared this week that transsexuals and homoactive persons can be baptized and serve as godparents provided certain conditions are met. Well, if their priests are sodomites and recruiters, their priests are the greatest recruiters of the LGBTQ Marxist lifestyle than any any place. That's what they do. Roman many Roman Catholic bishops and many Roman Catholic priests are sodomites. The document was published this week. Transsexual persons, even if they have undergone hormone therapy or sex reassignment surgery, may receive the sacrament of baptism. If there are no situations in which there is a risk of generating public scandal or confusion among the faithful. 
updated the text. Signed by Argentinian Cardinal Victor Manuel Fernandez. Now, you have to understand something. The Jesuits and Roman Catholicism has, has, a, has had a hold on that South America, on that Central American, on that Argentinian, on that Paraguay, on all of those nations over there, those Hispanic nations. Since the Paraguayan reductions, they have had control over that area. They have always maintained their control. And they have a grip on that Hispanic community. Why Rome uses the southern border. The southern border is purposely left vulnerable the way that it is. It is purposely left that way. Why? Probably so the Chinese can come through the southern border. Sleeper cells of Chinese can come through the southern border and eventually destroy America from within. That's why. It's 100% Jesuit-led. The, the drug cartels run Mexico, and they run it for the Pope. They run it with the CIA, the Catholics in action. They're being allowed to do what they do for a reason. And California is the same way. California is being set up right now, is open right now with, with, um, with that Governor Newsom going to visit that California governor or the, or the, um, the Chinese uh, president, Mao, say whatever his name is now. Say they're all the same, bunch of commies. The Chai comms over there. And who are they working for? They're working for the Pope. It's being done on purpose. But all the, but this Marxist Jesuit nonsense this Marxist Jesuit nasty perverted Garbage is not new. It is not new. All of it was taught and trained for years. Right? This guy's got it right. Did you know that Black Lives Matter was an organization that was founded by a bunch of fat black lesbians who hate God, who hate the family, order of the family, who hate the unborn child? And they admitted, at least one of them, that they are a Marxist group and they've been trained to do what they're doing. Did you know it was founded by some fat black lesbians? 
<laughs> wow. So, okay. So, first of all, did you um, know that? Um, what, what we're not going to do is insult folks, right? Um, so, well, they claim to be lesbians and they're fat and they're black. Well, I didn't do it. Well, 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 so, 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 but did you know they were founded by them? I personally know them, right? So, 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 we're, we're, we're just, we're going to stop that part. And you knew that before okay. they joined. What made you join knowing that, because normally men don't follow women like that. What made you do it? One more time. You know that Black Lives Matter was an organization that was founded by a bunch of fat black lesbians who hate God, who hate the family, order of the family, who hate the unborn child. And they admitted, at least one of them, that they are a Marxist group and they've been trained to do what they're doing. Did you know it was founded by some fat black lesbians? <laughs> wow. So, okay. So, first of all, did you um, know that? Um, what, what we're not going to do is insult folks, right? Um, so well, they claim to be lesbians, and they're fat, and they're black. Well, I didn't do it. Well, 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 so, so, so. But did you know they were founded by them? I personally know them, right? So, 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 we're, we're, we're just we're going to stop that part. And you knew that before okay. they joined. What made you join, knowing that? Because normally men don't follow women like that. What made you do it? That's right. Normally men don't follow women like that. All right, here we go. So, the Vatican. This is Marxism. This is not new. This is not new. This Marxism is not new. Jesuits invented Marxism. They invented it. They made it up. They developed it. Transsexual, he says, the document was published this week in response to six questions submitted to the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith by Bishop Jose Negre of Santo Amaro, Brazil. The responses repropose in substance the fundamental contents of what has already been affirmed in the past by the Dicastery concerning these matters, the document's answers. Shortly afterward, the former prefect of the very same DDF Cardinal Gerhard Mueller released a text criticizing the document for its confusing language as well as for employing transhumanistic terminology antithetical to the Catholic understanding of the human person. Pope Francis endorses same-sex civil unions for the first time as Pope. But it's not his first time... Uh, uh, condoning it. It's not his first time. In fact, it's the reason he was elected Pope. Because he's a Marxist. And because, and because he's a Marxist, right? He's for this. Because he invented Marxism, the Jesuits did, Right? Because he invented it, it's popular. It's his doctrine. In truth, there are no transsexual or homophilious, homo homoaffective or homosexual people either in the order of created nature or in the grace of the new covenant in Christ, Cardinal Mueller declared, since only two sexes exist. 
It is confusing and harmful that the magisterium employs the terminology of nihilistic and atheistic, atheistic anthropology and thus seems to give its false content to the status of legitimate theological opinions in the church. Transhumanism in all its variants is a diabolical fiction. It's a sin against the personal dignity of human beings, Cardinal stated, even when it presents itself in a form of transgenderism using terminology such as self-determined gender reassignment. The DDF text also seems to wink at sur surrogacy, the Cardinal notes, which is a grave disservice to Catholic teaching on the sacredness of matrimony. Vatican's doctoral office said that transsexual persons, whether adults, children, or adolescents, can be baptized provided they are well-prepared and willing and that there is no occasion of scandal. By the way, did you know that the Vatican invested upwards of millions of dollars to back the Rocketman film by singer Elton John? Why? Because the Pope's a homo, that's why. The Pope's a big, fat, stinky, nasty homo. That's just it. I'll say it very plain to you. The Pope's a homo. That's why. He's a tool of Satan. That's what he is. He's a pedophile. He runs the largest pedophile racket in the world. They kidnap children. They take children. They've done it for years. They take them from countries. They take poor brown children and kidnap them. They take white children. They take all of them. They kidnap them and take them. El Papo Homo. El Homo Papo. That's him. Let me see if I can do. If I can, it might might make for a better broadcast. We'll see. Hang on. He is El Homo Papo. That's him. Now, if that comes through. Anyway. So is it new? No, it's not new. This. This Pope and. The history of the popes is one of absolute wickedness and corruption. They are Marxists. They invented it. I'm going to read you some quotes. Hang on a second.
There we go. Right. First, I want to read the Bible. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy. They claim to know God, but in works they deny him, right? Being abominable unto every good work, reprobate. Having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, and commanding to abstain from meats. which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth, right? They eat fish and they, they do that whole Lent in your belly button thing for that thing. Okay. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving. Even pork! Even pork! To be received with thanksgiving. God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good. 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 Oh, sorry. I had to take the needle off the record for a minute there. For every creature of God is good. For every creature of God is good. For every creature of God is good. Oh, man. Okay. And nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving or to sanctified by the word of God and prayer. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, Carl being number one, if thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, Carl being number one, if thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, Carl being, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. Okay. So the Bible says they're a bunch of perverts, right? That's what they are. They have a, the Bible says they, They have a form of godliness, right? There it is. It does work like that. Anyway. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, 
unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Listen, listen to what they do. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Bunch of wizards. American people deceiving people. Right? They do. Now, what is the history of the mystery of iniquity? What is the history of this, of this sinful? Well, they are antichrist, right? It's the history of Antichrist, isn't it? For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now let us will let until he be taken out of the way. They have a history. Right? They have a history. Hey, hang on. I think I got it. It's going to download. They, their history, which will start with a comment. Ah, uh, let's see. I have that in my notes. Let me go to those. I'm hoping to get this ready for you. Taking forever to download. Anyway, right, from such turn away, the Bible says. I want to read a quote to you here. Um, the great deception is that the Jews are the authors of communism. After all, is not labor Zionism as opposed to revisionist Zionism? Jewish communism, the facts are that the Jesuits used their Masonic Jews to introduce it in 1848 with the Second French Revolution, Marx, and again in 1917 with the Bolshevik Revolution, Lenin. Several years later, in 1933, the order in the person of Georgetown University Jesuit Edmund A. Walsh then moved their 33-degree and Shriner Freemason Franklin Delano, which he calls Damnable Roosevelt, Delano Roosevelt to recognize Russia's bloody government. The society then financed Russians' communion, communism excuse me, with its Knight of Malta on Wall Street. This enabled the Jesuit trained and advised Joseph Stalin, the Grand Inquisitor, to carry out the great terrorist purges of the 30s. 
Having deceived the world into believing communism was of a Jewish origin, the Jesuits then used Hitler to implement the final solution to the Jewish question, pursuant to the evil Council of Trent. The result was the mass murder of European and Russian Jewry at the hands of the Order's Teutonic Knights, the Nazis, the SS. At the close of the Second Thirty Years' War, the Jesuits, with their Vatican rat line, helped hundreds of top Nazis to escape to South America. Why did they go to South America? Because the Jesuits run South America. That's why they always have for years. They run it. Okay. See if I I'm not good with a with a uh, Windows. Oh, that lady's ugly. Okay, now you can see it. Or... Oh, that's right. Hang on. Bummer. Anyway, this is one huge book. One very huge volume. Hey, here we go. Anyway, okay, well, I'm going to move on. Oh. You bet you couldn't just uh, click on the search engine. Anyway, this is the book that I'm looking for, but I'm going to read you the quote, okay? Uh, the Great Deception. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going here because I don't want to bore you to death. apologize for this not working. I don't know how to... How do uh, 
really do the searching. There we go. Hey, how about that? The Jesuits. Okay. We are on. Back here to 300. Here we go. The great deception is that the Jews are the authors of communism. After all, is not labor Zionism as opposed to revisionist Zionism, Jewish communism. The facts are that the Jesuits used their Masonic Jews to introduce in 1848 with the Second French Revolution, Marx, and again in 1917 with the Bolshevik Revolution, Lenin. So then you have Jesuit, Jesuit Edmund A. Walsh then moved their 33rd degree. We talked about him, Joseph Stalin, the Grand Inquisitor, to carry out the great terrorist purges of the 30s. Having deceived the world into believing communism was of a Jewish origin, the Jesuits then used Hitler to implement the final Jewish solution. Question. Pursuant to the evil council of Trent, which we will study sometimes. It is wicked. Okay. Pursuant to the, council, the evil council of Trent, the result was the mass murder of European and Russian Jewry at the hands of the Order's Teutonic Knights. And where in South America to the old dominion where socialist communism had been perfected by the Jesuit fathers to the nation of Paraguay. Paraguay is where they did the Paraguay reductions where they basically enslaved those Indians, stuck them there, kept them there, and used them for everything they could get out of them. In the communes. Okay. To the old dominion where socialist communism had been perfected by the Jesuit fathers. To the nation of Paraguay. For it was here that the socialist tenets of Roman Catholic Saint Sir Thomas More, an English traitor to the Protestant king, Henry VIII, were revived and later used against reformed nations. The Jesuits entered Paraguay in the early 1600s. Sent by the kings of Spain and Portugal, they established their supremacy over the natives called Guarani Indians, and did not allow them to mix with the Spanish or Portuguese. It was among this people the Jesuits established their communes called the Reductions. Richard W. Thompson, a former secretary of the American Navy, reveals the unsuspected Indians were easily seduced by acts of kindness, and the result was that in the course of a brief period, they succeeded in establishing a number of what they were called Reductions, or more properly speaking, Villages with multitudes of Indians assembled about them, the whole aggregating in the end several hundred thousand. These 57 reductions constituted the Jesuit state and were all by the mere ceremony of baptism conferring Roman papal citizenship with privileges and immunities brought under Jesuit dominion. So the Jesuits controlled all of it. It was their communism. The commune or reduction was kept in order by a system of spying. Each reduction was governed by a Jesuit father supported by a vicar and curate as assistants, but whose chief duty was espionage. Spies. They were spies. That's what they were. This is important as Rome's socialist communist reductions of the United States is also kept in order by a system of spying. Better believe it is. Carried out by, by the FBI, 
The FBI has infiltrated every single group. If they've not created them, they have infiltrated every single group. All of them. They've infiltrated every one of them. The biker gangs, the drug gangs, MS-13, whatever it is, whoever they are, religious organizations, militias, all of them infiltrated and ran by agents of the FBI. How they roll. The Central Intelligence Agency, National Security Agency, Vincent Cananistero, the the former CIA anti-terrorism chief under the night of Malta, William J. Casey, became the Vatican Security Advisor in 2002. This system of spying has been greatly increased due to New York Archbishop Edward Cardinal Egan's CFR CIA September 11th attack on the World Trade Center and on the Pentagon. Because who does the Pope use? I've taught you this before, and you can see it in history. Look back at the Crusades. Look back at the taking of Jerusalem. Look back at all of it. Who does the Pope use when he wants to cause war? He uses the Arabs. He uses he uses the Muslims. He uses he uses them as his tools to start a war. When they want a war, they get those nomads excited. They get them riled up and they get them warring. When they want to take away liberty and freedom, they insert them into a, in, into a nation. That's what they do everywhere. The border of Israel was purposely left open. The southern border is purposely left open. It is done on purpose. They are left open and vulnerable for another time for sleeper cells to come in and to destroy. They did it in Israel. They did it on our southern border. Don't tell me they couldn't close that up in about 30 seconds. They can hear a bat fart in the woods three miles away. And they're going to close it up. And they're going to use Nazism to fight Marxism. Yup. What is it? The Hegelian dialectic. They're going to use it again. They're going to use an ultra-right-wing fascist Adolf Hitler hard-right regime to put down the Fruity Boys, which they're all fruits anyway on both sides, to put down Fruity Pebbles, to put down the Marxism that they invented. They raise it up to tear it down. It, they do it, they, that's their game. That's what they do. 
and they want you to get involved with their hype. That's what they want. Okay. All right, let's... I'm going to go to number... Okay. I got a long one for you here. Oh, boy. Ready? This goes back in some history. Okay? The Jesuits. Now, again, buy this book. Go to VaticanAssassins.org. Buy the book. No, I don't agree with everything Eric John Phelps says. I never have. But go buy the book. You'll get a lot of information. And he's going to redo that book, too. I'm going to get a hard copy of that book when he redoes it. The Jesuits, now formally suppressed by the Pope, were allied with Frederick II. So now we're going to go back in history and show you the history of Marxism, Illuminatiism. Who was it started by? The Jesuits. Who started Marxism? Who started the Illuminati? Who started it? The Jesuits. And they still control it through all the orders and through the money of the Rothschilds and through the banking system and through the military-industrial complex and through the medical-industrial complex. They still control it. And through their secret service organizations and their secret society organizations. And through the Federal Reserve. Here we go. The Jesuits, now formally suppressed by the Pope, were allied with Frederick II, the Great of Prussia, and Catherine II, the Great of Russia. The Jesuit general was in control of high-level Scottish Rite Freemasonry, Grand Orient Freemasonry, and now sought an alliance with the Masonic Baron of the House of Rothschild. To accomplish this, he chose a Jesuit who was a German Gentile, not a Jew, by a race, and a Freemason by association, Adam Weisseff. People pronounce it differently. Whatever. That's how I pronounce it. That Adam Wyseff was not the originator of the Luciferian satanic system he named Illuminism will be already apparent to every reader of this present work. How did these Oriental methods penetrate to the Bavarian professor? According to certain writers through the Jesuits, the fact that Wyseff had been brought up by this order has provided the enemies of the Jesuits with the argument they were secret inspires of the Illuminati as indeed they were, that Wysef did, however, draw a certain extent on Jesuit methods of training is recognized even by Abe Barul, himself a Jesuit, third-degree Freemason and influential historian of the French Revolution, who, quoting Masonic Mirabu, says that Wysef admired above all those laws that regime of the Jesuits, which under one head the Jesuit general made men dispersed over the universe tend towards the same goal. The Jesuit Adam Wysef was thoroughly familiar with the regicide doctrines of Suarez, Molina, Marina, and Escobar. He also he was also a brilliant instructor of canon law, including the evil Council of Trent. We're going to study sometime the Council of Trent. He taught it at the Jesuit College in Bavaria. 
He taught it. From the Jesuit Council at Ingolstadt is said to have issued the sect known as the Illuminati of Bavaria. Founded by Adam Weisseff, its nominal founder, however, seems to have played a subordinate, though conspicuous, role in the organization of this sect. With Jesuit General Ricci, creation of the Bavarian Illuminati through his obedient soldier, Adam Weisseff, it was determined that Weisseff would be given a new name unique to the purpose of the general's new order, and later openly joined the Munich Lodge. That name was known in ancient Roman history as Spartacus. They called him Spartacus. According to anti-Jew French historian and Masonic Jesuit Abe de Augustine de Burel, Weisseff then spent five years thinking out his system, which he founded under the name of Illuminati on May 1st, 1776 and assumed the illuminated name of Spartacus in 1777. Oh, really? 777. Ah. Reminds us of somebody. Who does that remind us of? Alistair Crowley. Go to book 777. Why? Same plan. Same plan. They're all working the same plan. And assume the, illumin the illuminated name of Spartacus in 1777, Wysep was initiated into the first degree of the lodge, Theodore de Bon Concil in the Jesuit haven of Munich. But who was the historical Spartacus and what did he do that so merited the use of his name? As an alias for Wysef? The answer to this question reveals just who, in fact, were the real players behind the Illuminati. Were they Jews or Jesuits? Spartacus died in 71 BC. Leader of the Roman slaves of several nationalities in the gladiatorial war of 73 to 71 against Rome. Indeed, Wysef was the visible Gentile leader of the gladiatorial war against the Roman papacy. But who were these gladiators, these slaves, having risen up in rebellion and now warring against their master, the papal Caesar of Rome? What is their oath? I, blank, now in the presence of Almighty God, do declare and swear that His Holiness the Pope is Christ, vice-regent, vice-gerent, that I will help, assist, and advise all in any of His Holiness agents in any place where I shall be, I and do my utmost to extirpate the heretical Protestants or liberal doctrines and to destroy all their pretended powers, legal and otherwise, that I will have no opinion or will of my own or mental, any mental reservation whatsoever, even as a corpse or a cadaver, who will unhesitatingly obey each and every command that I may receive from my superiors, the militia of, Pope, of the Pope, as I at any time may be directed so to do by, the, by an agent of the Pope or superior of the Brotherhood of the Holy Faith of the Society of Jesus. The Jesuits, not the Masonic Jews. By the way, I'm going somewhere with this. They are Marxists. They invented Marxism. Right? I'm actually going to get to that, but I'm reading the long, long quote. Dear truth seeker, Masonic Jews always play a subordinate 
though conspicuous role when used by the Jesuit general. Such was the case with the birth of the Illuminati with Rothschild, the financing of the French Revolution and the Napoleonic Wars with Rothschild, the creation of modern communism with Marx in 1848, the first head of the Federal Reserve Bank with Paul, w, Paul M. Warburg, 1913, and later Alan Greenspan in 2006. The creation of the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics via the Bolshevik Revolution with Trotsky and Lenin and the financing of, and building of the USSR with Jacob A.H. Schiff and Arm and Hammer. Arm and Hammer! And AIG's Maurice Greenberg, the Jewish Holocaust of Europe with Rudolf Kastner, the birth of the labor Zionist Israel with Theodore Herzl, the cover-up of the Masonic Kennedy assassination with the Warren Commission Arlen Specter and his single bullet theory and the continual high treason against the people of the American Empire by Henry A. Kissinger. Now an advisor of Pope Benedict XVI at that time this was written and whom the Greek uh, Cypriots as a result of the CIA-induced invasion, murder, rape, and plunder of Orthodox Cyprus by Muslim Turkey have surnamed Henry Killinger. These are the high-level Masonic Jews who adhere to the evil Babylonian Talmud of Judaism, the twin sister of the evil Council of Trent of Je Jesuitism, and have betrayed their own Jewish race, contributing to the atrocities committed by the Jesuit order, including the Jewish Holocaust. The same Masonic, radically Jewish labor Zionists with their secret brethren and Masonic, religiously Jewish Talmudic rabbinic leaders will one day betray the holy people by making Jerusalem an international city and by entering into a treaty with the papal Caesar. For if the pre-Talmudic Jewish leaders had no king but Caesar in Messiah's day, why should we be surprised to see these men serving the papal Caesar of our day? May those elect racial Jewish uh, Jews today in Israel awake to the good news of, uh, he calls him Yeshua, but Jesus, but the radical Jewish Talmud rejecting Torah-believing Messiah before it's too late. Talmud rejecting Torah-believing Messiah. On May 1st, 1776, the Order of the Illuminati was officially founded at the Jesuit College of Ingolstadt in the old Jesuit stronghold of Bavaria, from which the Sons of Loyola had ignited the Sanguinary Thirty Years' War. The company would now use the Jewish House of Rothschild to finance the French Revolution and would in turn enfranchise the Jewish people in 1791, furthering the illusion that the Jews were the real culprits behind the upheaval in France. Rothschild would also finance the rise of Napoleon, the Freemason, with his, with his Jesuit-trained advisor, Abbey Saiz. In spite of the historical writings of the Jesuit Abe Beryl, who blamed the Rothschilds and Freemasonry for the French Revolution, it was the Society of Jesus that used these very tools to carry out the revolution and punish the Roman Catholic monarchs who dared to expel the sons of Loyola from their dominions and insisted upon their suppression by a Franciscan pope of their choosing, Clement Fourteenth. The Jesuits, having been expelled from the Spanish Empire, found refuge in Corsica. From there, they raised up their great Masonic Avenger, Napoleon Bonaparte. In the early 40, 40s, during the World War II, nearing the end of the Second Thirty Years' War, the Jesuits would again use their Rothschild Illuminati and 33 degree Shiner Freemasonry to punish two nations, having dared to expel the order from their borders. In conjunction with the Rothschild Vatican bankers of England, they would use their Federal Reserve Bank to finance the building of a huge British and American aerial war machine. Your goal. 
they did, right? Here we go. For the purpose of attempting to create a breach between the Tsarist regime and the Jewish-owned Royal Dutch Company, there was effected a publication in Russian and widespread distribution under the names of Captain Linus, a notorious forged document labeled the Protocols of Zion. We are going to talk about the phony protocols of Zion. Roman Catholic. The select Jesuits under extreme oath being the true elders of Zion. That's right. The document was a falsified translation from the German teachings of Jesuit Adam Weisseft, written by him as instructions for the trusted members of his communist organization, the Order of Illuminati. Few of the plotters who have conspired to enslave the rule mankind plotted more studied use of the control of money and wealth than did the founders of the modern-day communism. Jesuit Adam Weisseff, alias Spartacus, and his disciple Moses Mordecai Marx Levy. Karl Marx. Weisseff's success in forcing the Vatican to reestablish the abolished Jesuit order through revival of the church's original Nazarene communism in the form of present-day communism, led to the conspiracies controlled by the Society of Jesus. This undoubtedly is the significance of the admonition to the Jesuit orders. Jesuit order by Pope Paul VI at the time of their assembly in May 1965 to elect their new general, Father Pedro Arupe, mastermind behind the atomic detonations in Japan. The situation explains why whenever a totalitarian movement erupts, whether communism or Nazism, a Jesuit can be found in the role of advisor of the leader. In Cuba, Castro, Father Armando Lorente, and in Argentina, the neo-Nazis whose Nazi fathers escaped Europe through Pope Pius XII's Vatican rat lines are led by Father Menville. Ah. Interesting, huh? Yes, very. Now, I want to cover Karl Marx. Or not Karl Marx, excuse me. This is a good quote, too. Page 520. I'm going to read this. Doubtless you have not forgotten our ancient Paraguay. What is ancient Paraguay? In which we mastered the 10 planks of communism, perfecting Plato's communist republic, enslaving hundreds of thousands of Guarani Indian natives. This is Eric John Phelps speaking here uh, in quotes. 
uh, natives who pro- produced a host of commodities, hides, wool, tallow, etc., making billions for the Jesuit cartel capitalists, while the natives are being continually watched by means of secret police, FBI, Gestapo, KGB, on the order socialist communist reductions presently functioning as the model for Red China. That's the same thing they do in China. Anyway, they go on to say it was, it was but a very limited trial of our system in a small corner of the globe. In these latter days, we need a new code. 33rd degree Mason and satanic occultist Karl Marx, the Communist Manifesto. We who have undertaken to work so mighty to change, enforcing, enforcing socialist communism upon all the nations through the economic and political power of the order's Masonic cartel capitalists residing in New York and London to make everything bend beneath the irresistible hammer and sickle of our socialist communist doctrines forced upon all college graduates. There for first two years of mandated pseudo-social sciences so that all shall become a stone, iron, gold, and adamant for the gigantic building into which we will force. How do they do that? Via the Masonic-controlled anti-Reformation Bible pro-communist American dictator. Decisions, excuse me. All men to enter and let the Pope, but a Pope of our own forming, Create a perpetual abbot. Jesuit, it's Jesuit fascism. Today, one-third of the world, in fact, all the world is Marxist. Marxism, clandestine Jesuitism is what uh, Phelps calls it, is a new religion, and it is even used in Scripture as do the Jesuits. Its main work, the capital by Marx, is called the Bible of the working class. Marx considered himself the Pope of Communism. Communism has the pride of infallibility, as does Jesuit Romanism, promulgated at the First Vatican Council in 1870. All who oppose the communist religious creed, this expression is used by Engels, are excommunicated as per the creed of Jesuitism and Romanism. Marxism is a church. Satan is obviously its God, like Jesuitism, of course. Though a Jew, Marx wrote a pernicious anti-Jewish book called The Jewish Question, inciting the order's 19th Jewish Question agitation. In 1856, he wrote The Radical Red Republican, Horace Greeley's The New York Tribune, an article entitled The Russian Loan. See, they use the Jews. In integral situations. In order to get what they want. All major dictators, Marxist radical dictators that you find in the world were trained in Roman Catholic Jesuit universities or the like thereof. I'm going to turn to page 13. We're going to read you the history of Fidel Castro. How did Fidel, Ca- excuse me, how did Fidel Castro come about? Roman Catholicism. 
as would order. That's how. Right? The Jesuit order. In 1959, Fidel Castro, a Roman Catholic communist, who in the words of Alan Doles was called the Abraham Lincoln of Cuba, was put in power with the help of the black Pope's pro-Nazi SSCIA and would subsequently expel 11,000 Jews from Cuba. Educated in youth and advised when becoming Cuba's bloody dictator, we read of the Jesuits shaping his mind and controlling his actions. Fidel and Raul were sent to Santiago de Cuba, St. Ignatius of Cuba, to study under the Jesuits at the Colegio La Salle, and then to the Colegio Dolores, also Jesuit. In 1942, Fidel was sent to Havana, where he carried on with his secondary education at the Jesuit College of Belin, Bethlehem. Fidel was significantly influenced by Jesuit father Almando Lorente and Alberto de Castro. De Castro admired Roman Catholic fascist Franco. Fidel was very active in a Jesuit organization similar to the Boy Scouts, the Explorers. Fidel was trained by the Jesuits to become their representative, says Carlos Rafael Rodriguez. The revolution does less propaganda promoting for Fidel than the propaganda by the Jesuits. Fidel spent 11 years in Catholic boarding schools, seven of them in Jesuit institutions. Fidel is a Jesuit first, a revolutionary second, and a Marxist third. He promoted the Jesuit-controlled Soviet system as a model. In a way, he was turning Cuba into a giant Jesuit school in which he was the principal. It is still the Jesuit school in which he is the principal. Fidel has not forgotten that the military invariably holds the ultimate power. It is perhaps significant that Fidel's first absolutist Absolutionist, absolutist title is commander in chief. Wherever a totalitarian movement erupts, whether communism or Nazi fascist, a Jesuit can be found in the role of advisor or leader. In Cuba, it was Castro's father, Armando Lorente. The Jesuits, in order to bring their illegitimate son of a Nazi and greaseball student dictator, to power, as he was called by his classmates, use their American CFR press money, entertainment industry, CIA, and Soviet Russia. They they run the communists. They run the Nazis, and they run the and they and they run the uh, the Nazis and the Marxists. They run both of them. The Jesuits, in order to bring their, uh, after the Matthews articles, which followed an exclusive interview by the Times belonging to the Jesuit-ruled CFR interest, editorial writer in Castro Mountain Hideout, and which likened him to Abraham Lincoln. He was able to get followers and funds in Cuba and in the United States. From that time on, arms, money, and soldiers of fortune abounded. Much of the American press began to picture Castro as a political Robin Hood. 
Also because Batista was the dictator who unlawfully seized power. Listen to what they did. Are you paying attention? Because there was a dictator before Castro that seized power. People in the public automatically thought that Castro was a good guy. Because after all, he's fighting that bad guy. No, there's bad guys and there's worse guys. See how it worked? And because Batista was the dictator who unlawfully seized power, American people assume Castro must, on the other hand, represent liberty and democracy. Why? Because Americans are trained in the right-left paradigm. So, on the ultra-right side, you have Nazis. On the ultra-left side, you have Marxists. They're trained in the right-left paradigm, the Hegelian dialectic. And they're always looking for a hero. So they're automatically predisposed to think that Trump is the hero to Obama's Marxism. Am I right? Trump was the hero to Obama's gay Marxism. See? And Biden went Marxist. Biden went Marxist to be the answer for Trump's right-wing Nazi uh, uh, hard-rightism. It's... It's Jesuit mind games. I'm going to do a broadcast sometime called that Jesuit mind games. What it is. So you're taught that these people are heroes on each side because there's got to be a hero. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe. Real American hero. Right? Huh? There you go. The way it is. But no, it's not the way it is, though, right? You're being fed a lie. Right? You're being fed Trump good, Biden bad. Trump good, Biden bad. Trump good, Biden bad. You're taught that, like.
Also, because Batista was the dictator who unlawfully seized power, American people assume Castro must, on the other hand, represent liberty and democracy. The crusader role with the CFR press and radio. By the way, they're doing the same thing with Zelensky. Right? They're a bunch of Nazis over there. They're making Zelensky look like he's some kind of hero, giving him billions of dollars and propping him up. They're doing it again. The crusader role which the CFR press and radio bestowed on the bearded rebel blinded the people to the left-wing political philosophy with which even at that time he was already on, on record. Fidel's secret weapon was money. Incredible millions of dollars with which he bought victories. He bought entire regiments from Batista's officers and on one occasion purchased for $650,000 cash an entire armored train with tanks and guns and ammunition and jeeps and 500 men. The basic reason for defeat of Batista's armies, he asserted, was that the covert United States intervention CIA shattered their morale. Many share the blood guilt for the needless death of these people who were the best patriotic anti-tyranny element in Cuba. Among the guilty are American correspondents, Cardinal Spellman's Knight of Malta, Henry Luce, and in his Time magazine, who wrote falsehoods about the Castro movement so other people would fight and die for it. In 1958, with the combined pressure of Soviet arms and gold and American propaganda, the Batista regime was beginning to crumble. The CFR Edward R. Murrow of CBS staged a laudatory TV network program on the Castro movement. The normally hard-headed Roman Catholic Ed Sullivan went into the Sierra Mestra for a television interview with his hairy arm prophet. Sullivan's technique was to ask leading questions such as, you are not a communist, are you, Fidel? You're a devout Catholic, aren't you? Leaving Castro practically no time to answer. The effect was comic in terms of theater, tragic in terms of politics. Under the guidance of his Jesuit advisor, Fidel Castro, Command post was Havana's Hilton Hotel. Knight of Malta, Conrad N. Hilton, and son William Baron Hilton owned the chain of hotels around the world. The U.S. US section was approximately 1,000 members. Its roster included many of the corporate fascist establishment movers and shakers. Baron Hilton of the hotel chain. Oh, Paris Hilton's daddy. Freemason, Freemason Castro, according to Cuban Freemason, who personally saw 33rd degree Freemason Castro in a lodge in Havana, was further entrenched in power by the CIA. It was Alan Doles, the high commander of the CIA, the company 
who organized the totally in tactically insane Bay of Pigs invasion in 1961. The purpose failure of the attempt to overthrow the Jesuit Castro resulted in the decimation of thousands of Cuban Roman Catholic patriots, a typical Cold War tactic of the CIA. During the invasion, Duels was conveniently out of town and away from his duty station. As if he knew it would go sour, two Knights of Malta were involved in the setup and failure of the invasion. One of them was a Roberto Arzu. Alios became the Honduran Knights co-chairman in 1985. Alios, a sugar and coffee grower who let the CIA use his plantations as training grounds for the 1960-61 Bay of Pigs invasion of Cuba, its secretly purposed failure having been intended by the CFR director to the CIA to further entrench the power of the orders Fidel Castro. Meaning they did it on purpose. Jesuits have always been in control of Marxism and Nazism. Fascism, Nazism, communism. They have always controlled Every aspect of it. Okay. They train them to take over, just like they did Obama. Obama was a CIA little whore bastard. Little bastard from a whore. The little bastard is what he was. Little CIA bastard. Exactly who he was. Wall Street expands and contracts the currency, precipitates panics and checks them as did the Masonic Crypto-Roman Catholic Episcopalian J.P. Morgan in 1907, thus justifying the aforementioned plan, congressional promotion of a Marxist central bank with full credit monopoly, dictates governmental policies, over, overawes administrations, beats Congress into submission into its will. Why? They're a bunch of Marxists. They are. Since the destruction of European Jewry by the Nazis, it is no longer fashionable to publicly hate Jews in certain circles, especially if you want to raise money from the Jews. The Marxist practitioners, openly pro-communist Jesuits, especially after Vatican II, therefore try to conduct their crimes in secret while presenting a public image of being friends of the Jews, evidenced by the open friendship between Jesuit Edmund A. Walsh and Soviet Bolshevik Gregory Zinoviev. Chapter 14 illustrates how born Jews such as Trotsky could cooperate with Lenin in executing Jews and how Lenin, Jewish section manned by Jesuits, was even more severe than Lenin 
closing synagogues and religious schools and persecuting and murdering rabbis and religious Jews. My late, he says, my late father, Harry Antelman, was the first to tell me that from his life experience of living through the Soviet Revolution in Bessarabia and witnessing the firsthand how Trotsky slaughtered Jews with impunity, that he knew the psyche of these self-identifying, hating Jews. Hitler, the product of an adulterous relationship between his mother, Clara Poltz, and Sabatine Frankis, who was Hitler's real father, did not hide his hostility for Jews. Stalin, the murderer of 30 million people, of which about 1 million were Jews, however, was more circumspect. He longed for the final solution and knew how to use Jews and Jewish money for his own purposes. As explained in this volume, Stalin supported the extermination of the Jews by Hitler through his own Gestapo agents who defected to Russia after World War II. In 1948, upon requesting and receiving a list from Golda Meir, compromised of Soviet Jews seeking to first in Israel war of independent fight seeking to fight in Israel's war of independence Stalin deported them all to Siberia for execution however when we contemplate professor Anthony Sutton's book Wall Street and the Bolshevik Revolution and Wall Street and the rise of Hitler we realize that the extermination of the Jews was orchestrated and planned by the CFR Council on Foreign Relations whose acronym also stands for Carnegie Ford and Rockefeller Chapter 13 and 14 of this volume trace the line from Masonic Marks to the Masonic CFR ruled by the Archbishop of New York City, overseen by key Jesuits at Fordham University. The CFR has hundreds of members of Jewish extraction who also occupy high positions such as notorious KJB agent and NSA asset Henry Kissinger, who was formerly excommunicated from the Jewish nation. Go. He was a little CIA bastard. Is a little CIA bastard. Kind of made in a lab. I'm almost out of time. Anyway, so there you, there, there you have it right there. And there's more that could be said, obviously, about Marxism 
and obviously the the Jesuits and their plan. Um, Ah, uh, let me see. Hang on. No, I didn't go off. I'm still here. Waiting for a page to load here. Fortunately. Okay. Oh, I think I went over that already. I already did. I, I covered the reductions of Paraguay. Yep. This is interesting. Uh, could it be that the Jesuits aided uh, Frederick II in writing the additional eight degrees of well-establishing the Supreme Council, the 33rd degrees? This is one of the major connections between Jesuitism and high-level Freemasonry. For when Jesuits would cause the Russian Revolution in 1917, they would institute communism. Communism had been perfected on their reductions in Paraguay from 1609 to 1767. And the great day of celebration in Stalin's Russia in Hitler's Germany would be May 1st, the very day Frederick II instituted 33rd degree masonry. Of this union, Frederick II and the Jesuits, we read, The Jesuits flocked, therefore, to Polish Roman Catholic Cilicia from all quarters seeking his Protestant protection which caused Voltaire to remark in his caustic style that it would divert him beyond measure to think of Frederick as the general of the Jesuits and that he hoped this would inspire the Pope with the idea of becoming Mufti. That's funny. Um... In 1750, the Society of Jesus was composed of the most powerful group of men in the world. They were the confessors of nearly every king in the Far East, Russia, and Europe, including the Pope. The Jesuit general knew the secret affairs of every nation, and his soldiers were making millions of dollars for the order. The South American reductions produced herbs, hides, tallow, clocks, and other goods, which the Jesuits traded in Europe with their huge fleet of black ships. Profits were then used to finance wars against Protestant nations they had sworn to destroy. But all the wealth and power was acquired in secret, as the kings of Portugal and Spain knew nothing about the reductions known today as communes. Therefore, upon the discovery of the reductions, the most powerful Roman Catholic kings of Europe expelled the Jesuits from their dominions. The first was King Joseph I of Portugal in 1759 with the help of his great prime minister, Sebastian Cavallo, Marquis of Pombel. Of the king's condemnations of the society as found in his manifesto addressed the bishops of his kingdom, we read, it cannot be but the licentious introduced by the Jesuits in which the three grand features are falsehood, murder, and perjury should not give a new character to the morals of the externi, the goyim, as the Jesuits call those who are not of their order. The order destroying the morality of the nations as in America today. Present tense. Since these religious have introduced into Christian and civil society those perverted doctrines which render murder innocent, which sanctify falsehood, authorize perjury. They took that entire place of Paraguay. They took that and turned it into their own money-making scheme and enslaved those people and made all the money off those people and build the coffers of the Jesuits. They did. 
Ignatius Loyola said this, a society may also advantageously traffic under the borrowed names of some rich merchants. How about this? Like Shriners, Freemasons, and Knights of Malta. Our friends, but never without a prospect of certain and abundant gain. And this may be done even to the Indies, which hitherto by the bountiful favor of God have furnished us not only with souls, but also plenty has supplied our coffers with wealth. That's Ignatius Loyola. They enslaved those people. Under their communistic Marxist regimes, they were perverts. They, they're, they're, they, they, they fly both under the flag of Nazis. They fly under the flag of Marxists, of the Hegelian dialectic, of Roman Catholic, of Protestant, of Baptist. They, they do not care. They will fly under any one that they possibly can. They do. They do. More could be said. But we're about out of time. So. Let's see. You heard about the three young men in Babylon of old Who would not bow and worship to the statue made of gold They went into the furnace but they never did perspire Cause Jesus went a-walking with them, walking through the fire Oh, standing for the Savior, trusting in His might Stepping in the furnace hot, sticking to the right just keep right up and serve the Lord and never, never tire. Cause Jesus will go walking with you, walking through the fire. If you're feeling kind of lonely as you're standing for the right, if Satan tries to trick you into giving up the fight, remember God is faithful and the devil is a liar. Cause Jesus will go walking with you, walking through the fire. Oh, standing for the Savior, trusting in His might. Stepping in the furnace hot, sticking to the right. Just speak right up and serve the Lord and never, never tire. Cause Jesus will go walking with you, walking through the fire. Oh, standing for the Savior, trusting in His might. Stepping in the furnace hot, sticking to the right. Just speak right up and serve the Lord and never, never tire. Cause Jesus will go walking with you, walking through the fire. Cause Jesus will go walking with you, walking through the fire. Walking, 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 walking through the fire. Walking through the fire. Amen. That's right. Jesus will go walking with you, walking through the fire. All right, everybody. Well, God bless you here. And uh, let's play one more song here. Why not? Before we go. And uh, why don't we play a fun?
Eh, nah, we won't play it. We'll save that for Friday. Let's see. Play a song about <laughs> Yeah. Uh, how about some Alana? That's what we'll do.
Amen, amen, and amen. All right, everybody, God bless you. Uh, please pray for us, pray for our ministry. Pray the Lord will continue to bless us and meet our needs, uh, just the general needs. Pray for those we've expenses and everything up. If you'd like to give towards that, you that uh, you can go to our website, oldpassbaptistchurch.org. Go on there and click on uh, this as you uh, support our ministry, PayPal, Venmo, pay whatever you decide. Or you can go down to sermonaudio.com page here. You can mail something to 1030 South Highway 3, Northfield, Minnesota, 5505. Uh, also, uh, I'll just pray about uh, you can Apple Pay also. It's one of those. Oh, yeah, it is. There it is. Okay, anyway, so I appreciate it. And then if you'd like to give specifically Towards the camera, Scott for the beating house there. That then set that up. Right. Other than that, I will see you Friday, Lord willing, anyway, at two p.m. Central. But don't miss tonight's sermon. Uh, you in Europe will be sleeping. Too late for you to watch. But if you're in a in America here, if you're on this side of the pond. 7.30 p.m. Central Time. In about three and a half hours, I'll be preaching the book of Ephesians. We will be starting Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 11. Yeah, right? Ephesians 2.11. And uh, so listen live on this Rumble channel right here or listen live on SermonAudio.com. Right? All right, everybody. God bless you. Take care.